is going on, Bills family? Bills Mafia, Bills Nation. It is so good to have you guys with me. This is the Overreaction Sports Podcast. I am your host, Joe Miller. And you can, as always, find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. And man, oh man, what a week it has been. I don't know how you guys have been or or how this week has shaped up for you or basically where you have been at a head level. But for me... Knowing what our Buffalo Bills gave us last week on Thursday, what they have provided to us in the way of giving us a week to just relish and take it in and and watching Sunday's games unfold and and the table lay out for us in a very positive way when you think about just uh, the Patriots and what happened in their game and just some of the other ones and and how the week has set up for what we're going to get to witness this Sunday uh, as the Baltimore Ravens come in to Ralph Wilson Stadium, to New Era Field, and and are and go head to head with the Buffalo Bills, it has just been—I never dreamed, right? So all of the times, so the, the four and one year, uh, the four and zero oh year, or whatever there were, the, the two other years when the Bills—I um, don't want to say looked for real, but they came out of the box hot. There was there was never there's never been a point, right? There's never been a point for us where. It just, we we expected and anticipated that at some point the national media had to take notice. At some point the national media had to be like, hey, have you, have you seen the Buffalo Bills? Like, they look really good. Like like Ryan Fitzpatrick is throwing the ball really well or, you know, so-and-so is, is, is really coming alive or that defense or that offense or whatever. And it just never, we just never seemed to get what I would call our just do. Um, not, and Believe me, even when I say that, right, you know, we never truly got our quote unquote just due. The reality was, is we didn't deserve the any, there was no just due. So the pundits, the national media types, the talking heads, the hacks, they were all pretty much right in, in doubting us and not really calling us pretenders, but really not calling us anything at all and, and almost ignoring us this year. This year's a lot different. This year is this year's a lot different. And I want to talk just about that national media exposure a little bit. But I want to know how you're feeling too. I wish, I wish, I wish there was more interaction that I could get from you, the fan base. Because I would love to know outside of just the things that I read on Twitter and the things that I read on social media and Facebook and the things I hear as the people call into radio stations, I would love to know just, you know, what people are expecting or what people are feeling like or who's going to the game and what mindset you're going to the game with. Because for me, I'm I'm going to the game Sunday. Uh, I'll be in, I'm a season ticket holder and I'll be in my seat. I've been to a lot more games. I've been to more games this year uh, than I have been in or have gone to. I'm not even sure. Like when uh, this will be, let's see, I'm not even uh, one, two, three, four, fifth game, sixth game. I'm not, I don't know exactly. I'm going to the Jets game too. Um, so I missed, I think I only missed one game so far this year. So what's what, So this will be my sixth game and I'll be attending my seventh, not including preseason. I'm, 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 I'm excited for the spectacle. I have great anticipation, not only because the Buffalo Bills are good, not only because I believe in what I'm seeing on the field for not the first time this year, but like 
the Bills have have won me over to the extent that they're no longer winning ugly. If they were to lose this weekend, they're not, I don't believe, going to lose ugly. They're putting it together. I've said it on the last couple shows. They're, they're beginning to peak at the right time. So I'm not only excited for this weekend for what I expect to see from the Bills, but also for the spectacle that's going to be the Ravens against the Bills. And I'm just enjoying I'm just enjoying the situation that we're in. This has been a great week. It's the end of week 13, the beginning of week 14. We're not hearing in the hunt. We're not talking about drafting players for next year. We're like we're like in this thing. And this is something I'm not used to. And I don't think necessarily any of you guys are really used to that either. I mean, there's, there's as old dogs go, you know, and I'm an old dog. No, I don't remember OJ and I don't remember Jack Kemp. And I, I have vague memories of Joe Ferguson usually throwing an interception and spraining his ankle at the same time. I have great memories of the Bills years, but but it's not a situation of like where this is like, oh, I'm used to this. I don't remember what it was like. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I don't have that feeling that Patriot fans have. I don't have that feeling that Ohio State Buckeye fans have, where you you're going into games expecting to win. No, 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 no. We're we're, we're beating this team. Like we're going to beat this team. And as much as this Ravens game might very well be the toughest game that we play this year, and if you look at what's on paper and some of the stuff that I'm going to give you. By far and away, this is the toughest game that we're going to play this year. And if we meet them in the playoffs, I don't even know what to tell you. Like, in my opinion, the Patriots are on the doorstep of going to their fourth straight Super Bowl to be the only the second team ever to go to four straight Super Bowls. You're seeing now as you watch them basically degrade in front of your eyes. You're seeing why it is so incredibly difficult to go to four straight Super Bowls, but the Patriots are on the doorstep. And for me, this Ravens team, forget about the Chiefs for a second. The Chiefs are a good football team who I think are going to beat the Patriots this week. But But the Ravens, this Ravens team, this Ravens team is going to the Super Bowl unless somebody shocks them. And I don't... It literally is going to come down to a matchup. Like somebody is going to have to match up against them well and be that team that can match up and, and shut them down where they're strong and take care of or or abuse them where they're, where they're weak. Now, is that the Buff- is that the Buffalo Bills? I don't know. I don't think it's the Patriots. I'll be honest. I don't. I don't know. I don't know who it is. So as we as we focus in on this weekend, on Sunday's game, I'm excited because something like 80% or 75 or 80, 90% of the nation is going to see this game. So this is this is the Bills' second national stage in a row. I don't know the last time that's happened. And I have the fear that I had, the fear that I harbored going into that Thanksgiving Day game about what Buffalo team Bills team is going to show up and what we have seen over the years and 
will use the word, the term laying of eggs, wheels coming off in national games. That's all been put to bed. I think that I believe that we are looking at a team that potentially does not suffer, will not suffer from that type of scenario. Does that mean they're not going to have a bad game? No, they could very well have a bad game. I think there is a letdown game coming sometime between now and the end of the season. There is a game that they're potentially going to probably lose, could lose. I don't see them winning out. I, would, would it be amazing if they won out? Yes. Um, but I do think that there's potentially a letdown let game coming. And if, and, if, and if it comes, I can't promise you that they're going to look great losing. Normally teams that lose don't look great. This team has looked bad losing. We talked about it a month ago or two months ago that teams that win ugly generally generally lose very ugly. Well, this team isn't winning ugly anymore. This team is winning. And they're looking good doing it. So if there is a letdown this weekend, I'm more excited about the fact that we're on a national stage. We're playing arguably the best team in the NFL that just beat who I would have told you was the best team in the NFL in the Niners. I think we're going to get an incredibly competitive game. And I think that when you look at these two teams, you're potentially looking at the future of the NFL for the next 10, 15 years. Like, I think that I, I tweeted this a couple days ago. Like, I think that CBS and the NFL missed an opportunity here. And the reason that they missed an opportunity is because they have been riding Brady's jock for the last 20 years. Like this game, this Ravens and Bills game should have been pumped and promoted and pushed. Yes, I know after the fact now here on Thursday, uh, Friday, whatever day it is, that they're going to be broadcasting. The, it's going to be the game of the week for CBS. But this game should have been pushed and promoted and marketed to the hilt a week ago as basically the future of the NFL. This You are looking at the two teams that potentially are going to be the next Peyton Manning and Tom Brady versus each other. No, I'm not saying that either of these guys are Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. I'm saying that this is potentially the next 10 to 15 years of the NFL. These are two guys that have the ability, have the potential, have the opportunity to sit on top of their divisions for the next 10 years and face each other year after year. We'll be counting and tallying. Well, Josh Allen leads the series three to five. Or three to five. Three to two in five games. Lamar Jackson leads the series, you know, five five games to three over Josh Allen. Like, th these are two guys that could be doing this thing for a very long time against each other. So I think the NFL missed, total, like whiffed on this one big time. And the reason that they whiffed, like I just said, is because they can't, get away from Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the NFL darling. And right behind Tom Brady are the Cowboys. So here we sit. But I'm loving. And I think you guys, and it's awkward. I'm sitting in Applebee's today. Applebee's. Uh, coworker of mine wanted to go to Applebee's for lunch. So we went to Applebee's. Sitting in Applebee's and the Buffalo Bills are, you know, they've got ESPN on. They've got the NFL Network on. They've got different stations on. And the Bills are all over everything. And it's just weird. It's like, I mean, it's awesome weird, but it's just weird. It's like the national media can't get enough of us right now. ESPN, NFL Network, Sports Illustrated, Bleacher Report, Obscure Sports Networks, like weird, there's names popping into my feed on Twitter 
people that have opinions about the Bills, both both negative and positive, some negative still, people I've never heard of before, like that have like 5,000 followers or 10,000 followers. I'm like, who is this person? Was one Sandra Spain? People that ha- haven't watched three fo- complete Bills football games in their entire lives have opinions about how Josh Allen is decent or okay or not playing well or it's like they're holding on to like what somebody told them last year. It's weird. But regardless, like right now the bills are all over everything like media wise they're everywhere. I love it. And at at the end of the day, you know, you wanted it. I wanted it. We've wanted this for a very long time. And we have it. I hate buzzwords and I use them because I'm silly. But this country is woke to the Buffalo Bills. This country is, the eyes are on, the lights are on. The light, there, there are people that are believers at this point. There are people that are waiting, slow adapters. And then there's people that are still, that are still, you know, hating or continuing the, the negative narratives if you will. But we wanted national media attention. And ladies and gentlemen, we've got national media attention. For for what it's worth, Good Morning Football, which is, if you don't watch Good Morning Football, you should. Pop it on at work if you've got the NFL app. Like, you can watch it at work, throw it on your phone or whatever, play it in the background. Those guys are in love with the Buffalo Bills. All of them. I mean, Schrager... For the first, he's the one that's been on the fence the longest. Burleson, Kay Adams, and and uh, uh, Kyle Brandt have been all over the Buffalo Bills for a while now, and Schrager's kind of lagged behind and lagged behind, even after Thanksgiving. And this, what was it, Thursday, in the Thursday morning show, he was pretty much, uh, I think I'm taking the Bills over the Ravens. I think if there's a team that can possibly stop the Ravens, it's it's Buffalo. I mean, there, there was one scene where, like, Schrager's given the reasons why, and they're all standing around the TV. I don't remember exactly what the exactly what the the, the, the segment was, but like Burleson's like backing out of the frame, like, oh, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I want any part of this. But you wanted national, you wanted national attention, and my goodness, do we have it! So we were on primetime football last week, Thanksgiving. We have the game of the week on CBS, one o'clock game, Bills-Ravens, this weekend. We've been flexed, which you know, to the Sunday night football game, which we have not been on Sunday night football in a million years against the Steelers next weekend. We were already flexed to the Saturday Four o'clock primetime game against the Patriots. Patriots in two weeks. I think it's on the twenty-first. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. If ever there was a bizarro world, we're living in it. I, I tweeted last week. I tweeted it was right after the Patriots lost it. So whatever night it was, Sunday night, right? Go find your loved ones and hug them. Because the world's about to end. Like, that's the, that's the only thing I have for you. Like, I'm not used to this. Like, this isn't what I'm used to. But man, is it incredibly 
tremendously, overwhelmingly exciting. So I love Good Morning Football, and you should watch it. You should love it too. They're they're just the the, the characters that are on it, uh, the dialogue and the way that they go back and forth, and their segments are great. The content is great. They've got great content writers. Um, so if there was a show that I would probably say, hey, you all need to watch this show, it, it would be that one. Um, there's a lot of Buffalo sports shows I would tell you to stay away from. It's it's all over Twitter. You guys know there's. There's very little content and there's very little excitement. I mean, there's it's funny to hear some of these guys, whether it's Sully or Mike Shope and, and and Bulldog begin to talk positively positively about the Bills because it's like, who are these people? Because these are not the people that have been on the radio for the last 20 years, but I digress. Um, there's a lot of good shows out there. GMF uh, GMFB is great. So, like I said, if you've got the NFL network at home, um, get the app, get the NFL app. You basically sign in through your cable stuff. So if you've got Spectrum or if you've got... Fios, or if you've got UVerse or DirecTV, you just sign in using your login login credentials for that, and you can watch Good Morning Football at work, you know, on your desk. Um, literally, just pop it on, put it on your phone, and leave it in the background. Provided you don't work in a machine factory <laughs> where it's really, really loud. I mean, it's that might be a little more challenging. So yeah, so CBS. Um, as much as we're getting national attention, I, I was talking about this a second ago. CBS is is lagging behind, in my opinion. And they totally whiffed, totally missed on this game this weekend. Um, but I do want to give you some information. So this show is going to be a little bit different. I took I took Sunday off. Um, and, and, and this was a weird week for me because I, I normally go into each episode with some talking points. So uh, preloading, right? So I'm, I, I've preloaded some points. I've preloaded some stuff that I want to kind of get through and some feelings and opinions and, and you know where I am emotionally. And I, I just I just soaked it in this week. So there's not going to be a, an overreaction Friday in the sense of like these are the things that I'm currently over. Um, I'm just going to give you I want to I want to dig into this preview a little bit, um, and I want to try to keep this a little bit shorter. So we're doing okay so far, but again, no guarantees. I feel really bad because the last episode was an hour long, which was <laughs> sorry so bad. Uh, <laughs> thirty minutes is like the thirty minutes is like the sweet spot for podcasts. Even I, when I'm logging into podcasts, if I see one that's like over forty minutes, I'm like, uh. And meanwhile, all of mine are like 40 minutes. And then like this last one was like 58 or 59. It was just bad. Not super good. So we go into this game, six-point underdogs at home against the Ravens. And what's interesting is the amount of people that are taking the bills in this football game. So that's confusion point number one for me. Bizarro world. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. The Bills come into this game six-point underdogs. They've had extra rest this week, which is interesting because I was watching one video. I was listening to one breakdown of this game coming up, and they were talking about that 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 the Ravens are going to be somewhat emotionally spent because they are not necessarily a four-quarter team. And what what that means is not if you're not a four quarter team, it means basically you're 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 living in a world where against your opponents you're throttling them, and you're not having to play for four quarters. So they played a four quarter game against the 49ers, which was a great game. I, I was a little upset that there was so much weather involved. I was also upset that it was a one o'clock East Coast game. Because if you pay attention to tendencies and trends west coast teams don't travel well to the east coast and play at one o'clock that's like a 10 o'clock in the morning game for them 
and it throws their schedule off and their timing off and their body rhythms off and everything else. I'd love to see that game played again, like either at four o'clock, not in a rainstorm, or you know maybe on the west coast, west coast, which would be a four o'clock game for us, one o'clock game for them. So the Bills come into this game with extra rest, a couple couple extra days. The, the Bills come into this game as I'm kind of reading, still feeling a little bit like they're not getting the recognition they deserve. The Bills come into this game very much used to being in four-quarter dogfights. Josh Allen has four come-from-behind victories this year. He's four for five. The fifth one, let me remind you, against the Browns, he marched down the field, scored a touchdown, walked off the field with the, with the lead. The defense then gives up another touchdown, an easy touchdown to the Browns. Josh Allen comes back out on the field, less than a minute left, marches straight down the field again, puts them in scoring position, to which we all know Hauschka misses the kick. Bills lose the game. He could be five for five. So the, the Bills live in a space, live in a world where they are used to four-quarter football games. So those are just some of the interesting little backstories. Because keep in mind, if you don't, Remember, the Bills were also six or six and a half point dogs against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. So as we look at this game and we look at numbers and we look at what the Bills are going to have to do or the Ravens are going to have to do, I just want to give you some statistics. And statistics, we talk about it a lot. And someday, if there's a message that I could get across, across to people that listen to me, I would love someday for to, to see other people tweet that statistics only matter until they don't. Because if, 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 if I get to the point where I believe other people understand and realize that statistics only matter until they don't, I'll feel like I have actually accomplished something in this life. <laughs> okay, maybe that's going a little too far. But I think you know what I mean. So as we talk about numbers, and I've got, I've got numbers here to share with you. I want to paint a, I want I want to try to paint a picture. And I'm not good at doing this. So if you're if you're kind of dozing off or not completely paying attention, pay attention just for a second. Josh Allen this year has 366 pass attempts. Josh Allen has 366 pass. Now Josh Allen does not pass a lot in comparison to Dak Prescott, Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, the name Philip Rivers, the common Ryan Fitzpatrick, like Josh, Josh Allen doesn't throw a lot. We know that as much as there's people out there that are just waiting for Josh Allen to lose a football game, throwing 268 yards and they're waiting to jump on him because we lost because Josh Allen didn't throw 300 yards. Josh Allen doesn't, we, we know that Josh Allen doesn't throw the ball a lot, at least not right now where he is from a progression standpoint. And I'm, I'm good with that. I'm not worried about it. I think those I think those days will come. Lamar Jackson on the season has 322 pass attempts. 44 less pass, that's that's at the rate that these guys throw, that's more than a game's worth fewer pass attempts this season than Josh Allen has. However, Lamar Jackson has rushed 140 times this year. 
for 977 yards. That's incredible. Josh Allen has 93 attempts, which is also incredible. Like, 93 is nothing to slough at. Like, that's a big number, 13 games into the season. Do the math. But Lamar Jackson has 140 rushing attempts with nine, almost 1,000 yards at coming into week 14. To break this down even further for you, and I'm going somewhere with all this, the Bills on the season, rushing attempts, 361. The Bills have 361 rushing attempts this year for 1,655 yards. The Ravens, almost 100 more. 445 rushing attempts and almost 1,000 more yards. 2,494 yards rushing already this year. So when you, when you see those numbers, when you see that, you're, you're already beginning to look at this game and going, oh, the Ravens run the ball a lot. And they do. And they're effective. They're a good running football team. Not only out of the backfield, but also from the quarterback. But here's the thing. As you look at this game and you begin to look into or, or begin to try to discover or figure out what you're going to expect on Sunday, expect to see from this game, you, you think to yourself, well, we're going to see a whole lot of the Baltimore Ravens running the football. And the Bills are going to stack the box and put, you know, Tredavious White and Levi, John, Levi Wallace, you know, on an island with the, with the, with the free safety with Poyer. But as you as you as you break this down, as you as you begin to get a picture in your mind that you know the Ravens are going to run that run that crap out of the football, you have to understand as well that the big difference between this Ravens team and and every other team we've seen in NFL history that runs at the rate and the effectiveness that this team this team runs. The big difference between this Ravens team and every other team that has been run heavy and defense strong. The big difference between this team, this Ravens team, and every other team that we've ever seen in the NFL that runs because their quarterback sucks, Lamar Jackson can throw a football, and he can beat you. Lamar Jackson is at almost 70% completions. When he needs to throw the football, he throws it, and he throws it well which is a whole nother world and a whole other dimension of problems when it comes to defensing him. And it doesn't, the story doesn't unravel or unfold better, or it doesn't get, you know, better. Hang on, my microphone's falling. Sorry about that. The story doesn't get better as you get further or deeper into the numbers. So I just told you they've rushed for 440, or they've rushed 444, 45 times, for 2,494 yards. Here's the thing. Of their opponents this season, the, the teams that they have played against, they've only played four teams that are in the top 15 rushing defenses. None of them, well, I guess one of them is in the top five, number five. So of the teams that they've played this year, 445 rushing attempts, 2,494 yards. You have to get all the way to the Pittsburgh Steelers who are number 12, 12 rush defense. 
Against the Steelers, they rushed for 138 yards. Lamar Jackson was not super. He, I think he threw 160 yards. Like he wasn't effective necessarily. Like he didn't throw all over them. The next game where we see a top 15 rush defense is Seattle. Seattle is number eight. They rushed for 199 yards against Seattle. This isn't going to get better, just so you know. It's getting it's going to get worse as I go. Then the next top 15 rush defense that they that they played what was the Patriots at number 5. So the Patriots are the the fifth best, best defense rush defense team in the league. They rushed for 210 yards against the Patriots. None of these games did Lamar Jackson so far throw 300 yards. I don't think he threw, he barely threw 200 yards in any of these games. But what he does, he's super effective. He, like he completes the pass. He, he throws touchdowns. He hits open receivers and extends drives by hitting third and longs. The last game that, that, that the Ravens played and, and where they faced a defense that was in the top 15 of rush defenses in the NFL was against the Rams. The Rams are number 13. They rushed for 285 yards against the Rams. Not much passing yards, but the scary part about the scary part about those numbers is the passing yards. Not only could these defenses that are solid against the run not shut them down. Not only did they win every one of the games that I just talked to you about? But they also were extremely effective passing the football. This is this is going to be a challenge. This game, this game is going to be something to watch. Like, buckle up, folks. This game is going to be something to watch. Lamar Jackson, if I have a prediction for this weekend, Lamar Jackson is going to run the ball a lot. Lamar Jackson is going to, I think he needs 63 yards to beat Michael Vick's record. I'm not saying that they're going to go for that record. But when you look at the Bills' pass defense, when you look at the Bills' rush defense, when you look at it as a whole in a snapshot, I don't think the Ravens are going to challenge the Bills' pass defense. I think that they're going to come into this game and they're going to try to run the ball down the Bills' throat. And that's what they're going to rely on. And basically run the ball hard, run the ball a lot, run the ball effectively, keep the clock running, and try to squeak out of here with a 14-10 to 10 victory. 17 to 14, 17 to 13, 17 to 10 to 7. Just keep that click game clock ticking. So Lamar Jackson, what we have to watch out for watch out for this weekend, in my opinion, is he can and he will throw, and he can beat you with his arm. But Lamar Jackson's gonna run the ball a lot. The the, the Ravens are gonna run the ball a lot. What, what that number is, it, it varies. You know, there's been times that, that Lamar has led the team in rushing. There's been times that, you know, uh, I forget their, the back's name. Ingram has led the team in rushing. I don't know who's going to lead their, lead in rushing, but they're going to run the ball a lot. Expect to see a heavy dose of them rush, running the ball. And when they need a third and eight, expect them to cl- complete it. Because that's who they are. There's a reason that the Ravens are who they are. So our defense has a challenge, a really big challenge and a really big test in front of it. I think they're up to the test. I think they're up to the challenge. I think that 
that our defense does match up somewhat well with this offense. It'll be, interest, it'll be interesting to see how this game shapes up, how it unfolds. It, it's probably going to come down to a mistake. And I know that that's an arbitrary thing to say because everybody talks about it with every football game. Oh, this game's going to come down to who makes the least amount of mistakes. This game is true. This is going to be a punch-each-other-in-the-face dogfight. This is not going to be a, a prolific, high-scoring you know, dropping bombs all over the field. Like, holy crap, that game ended 48 to 40. Like, that's not going to be this game. I don't know that it's going to be a low scoring affair, but it's definitely not. We're not, we're not leaving this game with both teams with 500 yards on offense. The defenses are too good and the offenses aren't prolific that way. They do, they do things well. Both offenses are growing. The Ravens offense is a little bit ahead of the Bills offense. The Bills are a little more pass heavy or pass precise than the Ravens offense. But this is not going to be a high scoring affair. So, 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 so the Ravens defense, let's talk about the Ravens defense for a second. If you're not already worried, <laughs> which you should be. The Ravens defense is ninth in total defense. So they're ninth overall. I think the Bills are third or fourth. They're sixth against the run. They're 13th against the pass. And they're fifth in points against. They're good defense, folks. Really good defense. This is a very, very tough matchup. I think the Bills can, I think the Bills can win this game. I don't think that this is the situation where. The Bills have no chance. I think there's other things at play outside of statistics only mattering until they don't matter. I think the rest matters. I think the fact that the Bills are at home matters. This is going to be a little bit of a weather game. The, 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 it's going to, the, the, the gusts are going to blow 25 miles an hour in this game. Once again, we get a home game with a lot of wind. I think the Bills are not emotionally, I think from an emotional standpoint, the Bills are not spent I think this is going to be a four-quarter slug match. I think the Bills potentially could outlast this Ravens team on Sunday. It's going to be a very tough matchup. The, the one place, if there's a place that this Ravens team can be exposed on defense, it's in the slot. And we have a slot receiver in Cole Beasley that has turned it on over the last five, six weeks. He's, I think he is... I can't remember the number I saw. Passer rating of 145 when throwing to him. Like he is, he's a hard matchup. He's a hard person to cover. He always finds the soft spot. He's Edelman esque. And this Ravens team gives up yards in chunks to slot receivers. Juju had a day on him. Robert Woods had a day on him. Julian Edelman had a day on him. So there's a place that this team can be exposed. It's in that slot. But this is going to be a really, really good football game. I think it's going to come down to, as I said, mistakes. And the reality is, is neither team makes a lot of mistakes. Yes, Josh Allen has put the ball on the, on the ground before. The, the play that's being celebrated the most from the Thanksgiving Day game was a fumble that Josh Allen will get credit for, credited for. But he also dug back in there and then forced his way to a first down. And then we scored on the very next play. But this game is going to come down to who makes the least amount of mistakes. But I want to leave you 
today with this. I want you to go into this football game, the Buffalo Bills versus the Baltimore Ravens, 2019. I want you to go into this football game doing whatever you have to do to enjoy it. Do whatever you have to do to enjoy this football game. The sights, the sounds, the spectacle that this game is, these two young quarterbacks, these two very good defenses, the the potential future of the NFL and what we're going to get to watch. Potentially, I'm not saying it is, but potentially for the next 10, 12 years between these two quarterbacks and these two football teams. I want you, if the Bills are winning by three points or 30 points, I want you to go into this game and find a way to enjoy it. I want you, if the Bills are losing by three points or 30 points, to go into this game and enjoy it. Enjoy what you're going to see from Josh Allen. Enjoy what you're going to see from Lamar Jackson. Because this, to me, is a great snapshot, microcosm of what the future of the NFL is. This is going to be a good game, folks. This is going to be a very, very good, fun, hard-fought football game that is, is if there is a litmus, litmus test of who this team is, our Buffalo Bills, this is that test. I told you before, this team is peaking at the right time. Their attitude is right. They're humble. They're hungry. They're connected. They love each other. They're together. But there's a bully coming to town this weekend. And that bully is really, really tough. That's all the time that I've got for you guys on this Overreaction Friday. Once again, as always, thank you guys so much for listening to me. This has been the Overreaction Sports Podcast with your host, Joe Miller. And I am he that I am speaking of. I am Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. I cannot wait until Sunday and I get to talk to you guys again on Sunday. Be anxious. Be excited. Get psyched up. Whatever you need to do. But but. However you face this game on Sunday, I just want you to enjoy it. Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Go Bills. 